0: Hey, welcome back to uh, another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational 80 Podcast. Got a really cool uh, Wednesday Wisdom today. But before we meet our two guests, we want to give a shout out to our partners Vital Signs Wall of Fame, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. You've heard me say many times these are four great organizations. You should really add them to your network. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes as we give our sponsors a shout out. These are all companies that I used as an AD or as a coach. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to home campus for their support of the podcast. Home campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling student athlete eligibility and clearance and a whole lot more as an athletic director. I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic, and you'll feel the same. To get started using Home Campus, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com. Start creating professional-grade social media posts for your content. Uh, Celebrate your athletes. Promote your teams. You'll find it all on Gipper. The Gipper staff is going to show you how to do it just like the other 3,000 college and high school athletic programs that use their platform. It's professional graphic design made simple, and it's the best one out there. Go to Gipper.com, start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown Ticketing, is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. Hometown is going to be the best solution for you. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo to see their tables and their boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Start creating the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. We want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years and it was just great. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school and our coaches just love the tools that Huddle provided that let them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com. See why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. Snap is hands down the best one available. But there's so much more. You've got Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage. To see them all, go to snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school record boards, your school hall of fame, or just showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's com, And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys connects you with the two percent, but they also connect you with the 98 percent that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with that frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to AthleticSurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Got to be in the picture. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast and another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. We've got a really cool uh, team of speakers today. Uh, Our theme is sports parents, and uh, we've got two uh, sport parents with us today. Uh, They're going to share their experiences, maybe a little bit of advice for our listeners. Um, We've got Jan Murphy, uh, regular listeners to the podcast uh, will remember Jan. Uh, as a career educator, a Hall of Fame coach, uh, also the mother of uh, three grown kids who had a a sport experience. So uh, we'll just do this one at a time. Jan Murphy, welcome back to the podcast and Wednesday Wisdom.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Okay, happy to have you. We're also joined by Laura Hoffman. Uh, Laura is also a uh, sports parent, very active, particularly with uh, volleyball, club volleyball, high school volleyball, still involved as a sports parent, as one of her daughter's uh, coaches, the local varsity team uh, here in Central Florida. So, Laura Hoffman, welcome to your first time on the podcast.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: I can tell you're very excited. Uh, Regular listeners know that uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, Jan, let's go and start with you. Um give a little bit of your background as you know a a sports parent, uh, you know your own athletics, you know coaching and and obviously, you know being involved with uh, with your kids yeah.
1: all righty. Uh, I was a high school and college athlete, and uh, I've had a forty year coaching career in track and field. as a physical education teacher. many times when I took a job, I had to, coach basketball or volleyball or something else so I've I've done a lot of that Uh, sometimes our kids were on those teams and sometimes it was just a different job
0: right okay and and again it's over that course of time as you know a young coach yourself and then as a a parent of young kids and then that you turned into that sports parent we're going to dive into that later on but Laura, welcome to uh, your first time on the podcast, and give us, listeners, a little bit of your background.
2: Well, I was not a student athlete, um, and I didn't become involved in sports until I married my husband, who was an avid volleyball player, and he taught me the game. I eventually played with him somewhat and learned uh, learned the game. Then we had two daughters. Um, they did sports throughout their youth, different types of sports, and eventually wound up in volleyball. And now they're grown. And one of them, like you mentioned, is a high school volleyball coach and a club coach. Uh, my other daughter still actively plays and has young children herself that will probably eventually get into the sport. And my husband has continued to play until recently.
0: And uh, again, we can go and talk about your husband just a, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, quite a a background as a a high school coach, a club coach, a college coach as well, and he continues to be active in in the in the club arena. Correct.
2: Correct. Uh-huh. So I I have seen volleyball from many sides.
0: Uh-huh. Well. Let's go and talk a little bit about the parent side. Uh, Laura, let's go and start with you. Um, you got two daughters, they're both grown. Um, back, let's get in the time machine and, and jump back. Uh, when they were five, six, eight, ten. 10, however, what was their introduction to sport? Uh, and d- did they come to you say, hey, you know, we wanna play soccer? Or was it something that I think most parents of our age did we signed them up, Uh, what's your memory of that?
2: Again, we signed them up in many different sports from the time they were toddlers. They played um, T-ball and Alicia was an ice skater for a while. And Sarah was a diver and they swam and whatever we could do to keep them active. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we moved to Lake County in 1998. And there was a volleyball club that had recently started here that we learned about. And we just kind of mentioned it to them as to whether or not they would be interested. They were about eight and 12 at that time. And both of them said yes, and we and signed them up for the club.
0: Now, looking back on those younger days, so you know, when you first signed them up, for those sports and, and quite a variety. And I think that's pretty common. I think for most kids, uh, as you are watching it all unfold, uh, were you there as coaches? Uh, I know it's, it's not uncommon for the club or the organization to say, Hey, can anybody help? Uh, you know, how, how much did you guys end up having to help?
2: I did not coach at all. Um, I did become. I'm gonna move you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my husband did get roped into coaching immediately into the club when they learned his background, and then I was mainly just a parent behind the scenes that helped out and supported any way I could. You know, I brought the food, the drinks, <laughs> helped organize uniforms, that type of thing.
0: And those are extremely important roles that uh, coaches and athletic directors you know, are, are trying to fill. So, you know, don't sell yourself short there, maybe you weren't. Um, as the girls got older, uh, and again, volleyball, as you've shared with me before, volleyball became their big sport. How was that as they transitioned from maybe the club and the AEU circuit uh, into you know the local high school?
2: It, it was a little bit difficult. Again, the club that the girls started in uh, became very strong. And it was very strong back in Lake County then where all of the high school um, players participated, um, which was nice in a way because all of the girls in Lake County that played ball knew each other. And then when they went back to their high schools, um, there was a um, difference in level of play. And we were lucky with my oldest daughter in that most all of the um, high school players were club players. And it turns out my husband also was coaching the high school team at that time so they they had a very successful year. um but by the time my younger daughter came up, that was not the same. um it was a little bit more of a mix of players and and club was starting to fade out for a while. Um, and then it also got very competitive um, between all of the high schools instead of the the friendships that they had developed early on, that seemed to go away. And the the players seemed to, again, be in their own high school situation and not involved with all the others.
0: Yeah, I I think probably your girls, very similar in age to our kids. um, At that point, uh, I I think club, I think when club and AU, regardless of the sport, uh, it was always there in, in like the summer, uh, and then it started to begin, you know, more year round. But uh, I think club still in certain sports was helping augment and improve the high school program at some point, And it's not right, wrong, good or bad. Club began to be much more its own thing. Um, and it, the situation that you talk about where kids from all the high schools coming and playing on that club team, um, that's all that they had, but at some point, there was a proliferation of clubs and more coaches and and so the the focus became a little bit different. And again, I, I don't want any, any of our listeners to think it's a, a a right, wrong, good or bad or I'm slamming club or anything like that. It's just it's different now than it was when our kids were first starting out. Jan, let's go ahead and uh, hear a little bit about your experience. uh you know, I think you said you got three kids. Uh, when they were coming up, um, was it, uh, you know, hey, mom, we want to do sports? Or was it uh, the the sign up? Because, again, that's what parents did back in those days.
1: I kind of think we wanted to sign up our son to play t-ball and our older daughter wanted to play, too. I don't remember making him do it, but I do remember they played t-ball and then they played soccer and then uh, our son played um. Pop Warner for a year and, uh, in the soccer, it was a little bit stressful. Our daughter was the only girl on the team. And so I stepped up to coach and it was very much a man's world. So that didn't go well. Um, but the soccer, the, the other kids soccer was good. Uh, I think the Pop Warner, uh, I don't know. He didn't we didn't have him do it the next year because I we didn't feel it was a great experience for him. Um, too much time and coaching wasn't great. So we didn't really interact with the coaches. We just didn't continue to have them be part of that. And then after that, they were in middle school and high school programs where we were really involved.
0: So let's talk about that transition. Um into the school based sports. You know, what are your recollections of that as far as, you know, the kid relationships, coach relationships, quality of coaching, uh, what sticks out for you?
1: Um, Well, I kind of like when we were in California uh, that they had the three levels of team. They didn't cut, everybody got to play and they just put you on an AB or C team or green, white uh, kind of team. Um, and I do remember our daughter was, I want to say, started out on the lowest team and we thought, but we didn't say anything. And so then she was moved up to the next team. And I think at the end of the season, the coach said something like, I should have put her on the better team. And uh, I don't think she ever ended up on anything other than the better team after that. So we didn't really have a, an issue with that. Um and then I think with our son, it was just a matter of his size. And he was the youngest person always because he was the, the latest kid to that age group. Um, and then I don't remember the the youngest one. I don't remember really having any problems with her after the third time around. Making
0: that transition from uh, middle school to high school, because I know you've shared you know, all three you know we're three sport athletes in high school and I even played collegiately but how was that transition into the high school experience for for them and for you as a sports
1: parent well i think it went from everybody gets a chance to play to no we're going to put our best five players on the floor six players on the floor a little bit more competitive a little bit more wondering why is the coach playing her over my daughter or you know when is my son going to get into the game that kind of feeling. Um, But I don't recall really, I mean, maybe an offhand remark to a coach, but I don't remember ever talking to coach and saying, you know, why doesn't my kid play? I do remember telling the kids, ask your coach, what can I do to get better? And I remember them saying, this is what you need to do. And we asked them, what did the coach say? No, we're like, well, you need to work on that. Um, Sometimes they listened and sometimes they didn't.
0: Well, you uh, you just opened up a perfect door for my next uh, segment. Uh, we'll go and stick with you uh, uh, and let you answer this one first. Um, you know, you are, uh, in addition to being a sports parent, you're a career coach. You know, you coached high school, you coached collegiately, you coached, you know, people that competed at the Olympic level. Um, so this next question might sound a little bit loaded, but from your experience, you know, as a coach and as a parent, Let's talk a couple of do's and don'ts. You mentioned a do right there. You encouraged your kids to talk to the coach. What can I do to get better? Um, what are some uh, other do's? And then maybe we'll throw in one don't uh, uh, later on. What are some other do's that you have seen as a parent and as a coach be successful for the kid?
1: Well, I think the biggest do is the coach communicates. This is what we're doing this week, this day, this weekend, because the parents aren't going to send uh, their kid in your bus to go somewhere where they don't know where they're going, who they're playing, etc. So you need to let them know, this is what your child needs to be successful, they need a lunch, they need five bucks, they need to be at school at five o'clock in the morning, whatever it is. So I think communicating, the biggest frustration is, you don't know any of that, you know, and the day of, they're like, oh, well, we sent an email or we did this or we told your kid or wasn't there a piece of paper in their backpack that you didn't even know about. You know, we had to end up going through backpacks a lot. Did you bring anything home? Is there something in there? Did you talk to the coach? Um, so that I'd say communication would be the first thing I think it's important for a coach to let their parents know. And I think you need to let the parents know if you want to speak to the coach, then make an appointment. Um don't ambush them after the game. Uh, You're never going to get anywhere with that. And coaches are told, don't talk to parents after the game. You're upset, you're mad, you're going to do something that you don't want to talk about tomorrow. So just tell them, not now, make an appointment. And then a coach needs to communicate that also. And then if it's a sport in playing time, tell them, you know, we had a parent meeting all the time. This is what you can talk to us about. This is what you can't talk to us about. In objective sports, you know, Four people on a four by four team it's going to be the four fastest kids period so
0: no and it, those are all great uh great points from a, a coach perspective and from a parent perspective as well laura let's go ahead and get you back in here um uh, again you're a sports parent but you've been very involved as a as a coach's wife you know involved in club organization what are some things that you have seen? from your perspective, uh, that are, have been successful for the kid, for the coach, for the parent uh, under that do's and don'ts category. Anything uh, come to mind?
2: Yes. First of all, I think the main thing that a parent needs to do is just be involved. Um, I have been to, involved in a lot of different areas where we don't even see parents that they're, unless they have something to complain about some don't even come to the games um so i think the best thing that you can do is to be there for your child showing show them that you you know want to be involved with what they're doing then one of the most important things is to get to know the game get to know the sport um learn the rules <laughs> so before you complain, know, know what you're talking about. And, um, because again, there's nothing more frustrating than sitting in the stands and listening to parents, um, say things that are incorrect, or you can tell that they're upset because again, they don't understand what's going on. And that, that's a big frustration from a a parent that's sitting there and, and, Knowing what's going on and wanting to communicate. But again, too, a lot of parents are resistant to um, hearing correct information. So, yes, be involved, but also know what you're involved with.
0: Uh, I'm going to go and put you on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> and again, you know, you've, you've been involved with in the sport, volleyball, particularly for a very long time, your daughter's played, you know, high school and collegiately, your husband, you know, has coached and played, and you've played too. Looking all those games, high school, college and club that you watched your husband coach, what are some things that, you know, you're sitting in the stands and, and you're just saying, hey, that was a really good idea. You know, something that he did that paid dividends for the kid as well as maybe for the parent. Anything come to mind?
2: I can think of things where I complained about. (laughs) And and again, I have a a different um, perspective on that because, again, I had the coach's ear a lot. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, again, my, my husband is a very knowledgeable coach when it comes to this game. He's also very patient, and he also, he he always had a philosophy of wanting to pass on the love of the sport to the players, and sometimes that led to maybe not being as competitive, um, even though, I mean, he had that in him, but at the same time, he he wanted everyone to have a good experience so he always he always tried to make it good for his players
0: as an athletic director you know that's the kind of coach that i want uh coaching our kids uh, at the school that i'm at absolutely you know it's we say all the time well it's about the kids you know it's for the kids well make sure it is about the kids and that's for coaches as well as parents um laura we'll go ahead and stay with you for our final uh question um looking back on your career as a sports mom so you know we've got that window there you know little kid all the way up through high school and beyond because your daughter still coaches uh let's talk about i'm going to phrase it as best worst uh but hopefully there's and i know that there are a lot more best what are some of the best experiences from that mom perspective that you can remember over the years, maybe at least two, but if you want to do three or four, we'll take uh, you know those best experiences and, and maybe explain why and how they became a best experience and, and they didn't go off the rails and go another way.
2: <laughs> um, oh, the best experience overall again was just the um, the friendships that developed over the years between the parents and the players um we we just had a good group um, for most of the girls' um, younger years. But even like when we got into college, um, traveling with the parents and you know getting to know people from all over the country and um, getting to know the the different players and their where they came from and their experiences. Um, so there's nothing better than I, I think a a sport to bring all those things together. From a personal perspective, there were several highlights throughout um, the girls' um, careers. Um, One, when both of the girls started in club, my younger daughter, even though she was younger, she had a a better athletic ability than my older daughter. So my older daughter daughter didn't make a travel team. She made basically what they called a, a practice team and my younger daughter made a travel team. So that didn't go over very well. And we struggled with it for a while. And then at the towards the end of the season, we went to a tournament. And my older daughter was brought along because they were shorthanded for a team. And then it turned out one of their players did not show for the tournament. So my daughter got to play the entire tournament and she did very well, played her heart out. And at the end of the tournament, her coach said to her, you've earned a place on this team. And that kind of experience to watch your child um, struggle through something and then and then develop into um, something that they were very proud of Makes a parent proud. Um, And then there's been other experience with my younger daughter. Um, One of the highlights of her high school career, um, they played a team in um, playoffs that was from out of the area that was an extremely good, good team that no one in our area had ever beat and they won and that was very exciting um not only for the team but for the area and so it, it's nice to be in you know involved in something very exciting which again only you know only sports can do
0: well, have, um, oh go ahead no keep going
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and then again um personally watching my daughters go through you know club high school And then both playing all the way through college, again, was just another um, level of something um, exciting and different and um, very satisfying for um, them to be a college athlete. And um, then again, as they continue on and still giving to the sport, and one of the main things that my husband taught is that they came to love the sport. And that was what it was all about. And there's, I, I'm s- disappointed that there's a lot, not a, a lot of other um, players from this area that grew up with my girls that, you know, they don't seem to be involved anymore um but i'm hoping that there's there's still time for them that they'll still come around and <laughs> maybe as they get older still play but there i mean there there is still a group of of young adults in this area that play just not from the same group that i'm talking about
0: well obviously you and uh, your husband did a great job because as you mentioned uh, your younger daughter still coaches, uh, you know, the varsity coach at the local high school, also coaches club, and your older daughter still plays competitively. Uh, and so they do have that love of the game. I was just talking about this with uh, uh, another group the other night, is that very few people, even that have a great experience as players, go on to become coaches. Uh, you really got to love the game. Uh, to do that and so you know I I think you guys did okay Jan let's go and bring you back in here Uh, once again the the topic is we're calling it best worst but obviously you know we want to hear about the best Um, looking at the long sports parent career uh, that you had uh, with your three kids what are some of the best maybe uh, at least one for each of them maybe uh, maybe two
1: okay so what the best uh practice that a coach had was the time when um brought all the parents out to the football field had all the kids on the field went over this is all their positions and this is what they're supposed to do and now we're going to run some plays so when you're in the stands and we call trips right you know that means there's three receivers on the right side they're going to do blah 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 i don't remember it all but at the time i didn't know anything about football and i learned enough so i can enjoy my son playing receiver in uh in high school middle school and uh, he did play uh in college one year uh so i really appreciated that um i would say for the girls i can't remember uh Our oldest daughter's volleyball experience seemed to be butting heads with the head coach all the time. And I did my best to keep my mouth shut so that I wasn't the bulldozer parent saying, my daughter should be doing this. Um, And I think with a younger daughter, I did most of the coaching with her. So, you know, the best thing was I was her coach. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I want, I mean, I don't know. What was the other part of the question? I forgot negative
0: well, you, you uh, no, you the the that football coach sounds like a very uh smart very wise uh football coach that uh, okay. did the the demonstrations um uh, as a parent what are some of your best memories of your kids sports experience well
1: i whether I, whether
0: I, the coach made it happen or not
1: i think the um Friday night, uh, either if it was cross-country, we had spaghetti dinners, um, mainly to keep the kids from going out and doing something stupid. And uh, we would watch a cross-country movie to kind of inspire them. And I know with football, after the football games, they would go to somebody's house and watch the game and have pizza. Just that community really made those people feel like a family. And I know with our oldest daughter sports, it didn't really happen. Volleyball, basketball, they didn't really do that. And you really didn't have that kind of connection with the kids or the parents. Cause when you do that on a Friday night, then when those kids are playing on Saturday, you know their mom, you know your dad. You're not just saying, I hope my son carries the ball. You want everybody to get a chance. And I think that made a big difference in that community.
0: Yeah, um you coached uh a number of years at the college level. Uh was there anything that you did as a college coach to help create that same type of uh, you know, culture that uh, team bonding?
1: Well, I I did that with the kids um in college. And uh, sometimes it was at at my house and sometimes we would go to the kids' houses, but oftentimes they didn't have you know, enough plates or or whatever. But we did the same thing in in college. We came up with some kind of community thing. Like after we did this 12 mile run, we went to 7-Eleven and got Slurpees. Or if we we were taking a trip one time we went to Chicago and we went a day early so we could be tourists in Chicago. Um I know with track teams we intentionally did a lot of community kinds of things. Um, I can remember we would take the kids to McDonald's to eat as we were driving out of town. Um, and we all just hung out, everybody moved around, food off everybody's plate. I mean, it was a very community experience and I think that helped uh, create a team atmosphere.
0: No, very, very cool stuff. All things that we would call best practices. Let's go and wrap up our sports parent segment uh Laura, we're gonna bring you back in here you know one quick question here it's not an ambush question I know you're ready for it. Uh, <laughs> our listeners are primarily athletic directors and coaches and many of them are parents um as a sports parent, you know what is your best piece of advice to achieve what you mentioned in our last segment, making sure the kid has a great experience. You know, what's your best piece of advice to these ADs and coaches that are listening to help either them as a sports parent or that they can share with sports parents that they have in their programs?
2: I think that um, coaches just need to focus in on the kids in the game and try their best to put blinders on. To whatever else is going on, um, find possibly a, a team parent that can be the go-between between the coaches and the um, teams, so that 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 person can run interference for them. I know it's very hard to do because um, coaches take things personally sometimes, and um, it, it's hard to it's hard to ignore all the noise going on. And then for parents, you need to curb your enthusiasm. (laughs) I've had, although, like I said, parents need to be involved and they need to be there for their kids. um, I've let my excitement and my enthusiasm get in the way sometimes that could create problems. So um, again, it's just trying to, everybody needs to um, try to contain themselves and, and show a little bit more control. And let let the coaches do their job and let the players enjoy what they're supposed to be doing instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing around them.
0: And, and that's such a great point. And again, whether it's the coach or the athletic director, um, you know, I'm gonna piggyback on what you said. Try to be intentional with parents. You know, parents love their kids and they're gonna cheer. And we would tell them that's your job cheer for your kid cheer for the team you know let the coach coach you know let your kid play let your kid own that experience okay you had your turn okay you know you're not playing anymore so you get a cheer uh jan uh anything to add that uh, we
1: haven't already talked about i was gonna say you know let the coaches coach that's you know and you as parents you know you're on the bench you're there to support you're there to be a good sport to be a good role model for your kids. Um, And I am noticing more and more of that lately where I'll hear somebody in the stands start to yell and I don't, I don't hear it again. I'll hear that maybe one time somebody yells about a call and I don't usually hear it again. So I think parents are doing a better job of letting the officials manage it, let the people coach and just cheering on their kids.
0: And that's good to hear because, again, we didn't talk about this, but you're also an active uh, official for volleyball uh, and track and field. So uh, Jan Murphy and Laura Hoffman, uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on Wednesday Wisdom mm -hmm. today. Uh, Jan, you know this as a veteran. Uh, If one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, uh, ask uh, some more uh, sports parent questions, what's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: uh email
0: Jan P Murphy at gmail.com hey Laura um how can uh one of our listeners get a hold of you for some more great wisdom
2: <laughs> my email is L Hoffwoman H O F F W O M A N at aol.com
0: Laura Hoffman Jan Murphy thanks so much for being on Wednesday wisdom and all the best with the rest of this season thank, thank you, you. For our uh, listeners, we do this every single week and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you tuning in. Come back next Wednesday for another great Wednesday Wisdom segment and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. You probably noticed uh, we did a switcheroo here. Uh, Our guests are in our professional recording studio at the uh, Sean Court Complex, and I've gone into our auxiliary studio to record this. Uh, So we're just going to give a real quick shout out to our sponsors since we're not going to get them on video. Um, Home Campus, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, Hometown Ticketing, Huddle, Snap Mobile, Sideline Interactive, Gipper, and Athleticsurveys.com. These are all great vendors. I used them as a coach, or as an AD, you should be using them too. Thanks again. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, are we paused or st-